0: The following podcast is a part of the Spin Studio Network. Welcome back to Flourish and Fulfilled. Today's episode is brought to you by Happy Way. Now today's episode is a fundamental one and when I realised that I actually hadn't done a topic on it I was quite shocked. Um, Shocked because it's actually one of the first things that I wanted to be able to put on my podcast and we have like an entire module in our course in the Find Your Purpose course on Flourish and Fulfilled in relation to this and it's amazing how insane the universe works for us because all of the show notes for today, I had actually already previously written and planned out the whole episode of what I wanted to talk about and discuss. And because I realized that the show hadn't gone live, I had to kind of like revisit and sit into it. So it's been really perfect timing for me as well. I personally think and believe that our attachment style is just as important as what our core values are. It allows us to have better self-awareness as regard, in regards to how we respond or react in certain situations or um, circumstances or in relation to certain people or relationships. And I think that through our understanding where we're currently lying with our attachment system or s- attachment system activations, we're able to decide what is the best situation for us to be in. And like everything, self-awareness is the entire fundamental key in self-growth and bettering ourselves. And if you're always projecting and not being able to look internally and be able to have that self-awareness and thinking that there's something wrong with everybody else and not you, then it might be time to actually do some shadow work or some ego work, looking into your attachment style and patterns. Um, As often, we're not really able to see very clearly our own patterns and always be able to see everybody else is a lot more clearer. If you've ever felt like you're perhaps doing like a relationship dance with one partner stepping forward and the other one stepping back, then I definitely suggest getting pen and paper ready for today's episode. So when I say that relationship dance, I mean that push pull of perhaps your partner pulls you closer or is a bit clingy one day and you're like, oh my God, you're smothering me, get away. And every time they want you close, you feel like you want to run It might actually be an avoidant anxious attachment style that you guys have going on there. So that's that relationship dance that I talk about. Now, I want to give you some really clear examples here that might actually resonate with you in regards to that. So maybe your pattern is to date, say, multiple people, but none are really quite right. There's never one that's perfect. And on paper, it might be perhaps that there's always something wrong with them, that you might actually be an avoidant. So you might always be searching for somebody who doesn't even exist, like a Mr. Perfect. Or perhaps you're walking on eggshells thinking that you're not enough in the relationship. And so therefore you overgive or you're worried that your partner will always cheat on you or that you're not doing enough. And um, you keep trying to get that reassurance that you're safe in a relationship or secure or that you have a label within your relationship. Or perhaps maybe you wait by your phone for them to text you or whatever that might look like for you in regards to waiting to hear from them. And as soon as you do, you get a sense of relief so if that kind of sounds more like you then it might seem like you have more of an anxious attachment style. If you do find yourself in that relationship push-pull, or you're initially attracted to them, and then the moment that they like you back, or that they want to actually commit, you find yourself running, or that you find problems within the relationship, or petty little reasons that it won't work out, then you may actually be a combination, of disorganized attachment, anxious, avoidant. Now, before we go a little bit deeper, I want to explain very simple, simply in regards to what attachment style or attachment theory is. Now attachment system activation is the framework and internal working model which essentially highlights the essential care given as a child um, and how their relationships show up and becomes mirrored in adult life. And I know that we've spoken about this so often on this podcast, but it's always going back to those imprint years and those first fundamental zero to seven imprint years where our belief systems are formed. And if you haven't already had a listen, then episode eight, is probably the best episode that I can advise you to go back and have a listen to, to really understand what I'm referring to when I talk about those imprint years. Um, But it, it essentially founds our entire core values and belief systems and our entire childhood and experiences determine how we trust people, how we navigate conflict, how we cope in stressful situations and how we respond. And the awareness allows us the conscious ability to navigate how we make changes to be able to build upon and be able to grow within relationships as adults. And I really want to point out here that you can change your attachment style if you are aware and able to see what patterns you're currently following and be able to actually create some space between them. So something that I've personally done and noticed within my own relationships over the years is that if I'm in a secure relationship, my attachment style is very deactivated and non-responsive, which is a good way to be. So firstly, regardless of what your attachment style may be, I know that we've spoken heavily in regards to this on the Flourish and Fulfilled closed Facebook group this week. But if your attachment style is anxious or avoidant or even anxious avoidant, you're not broken. And I know that so many of you reached out to me and was like, oh my God, what is? how am I going to get out of this? This is exactly how I feel. Uh, the situations that you explain is, is exactly what I do. And I don't know where to go from here. I can 100% empathize with that feeling and having previously felt like I was anxiously attached, going back to having a secure attachment is 100% possible as long as you're willing to do the work and actually change your behaviors and recognize when you are going back into that um, system activation. And we'll talk about that in a little bit more depth, a little bit into the episode. So, the key in regards to making these changes or being able to soften your system activation or what's actually highlighting or triggering you is the partner in which you are with is the huge, like, biggest, biggest, hugest determining factor um, in allowing you to feel comfortable and able to make those changes in a safe environment for you to be able to feel seen, um, to be able to reflect back in on your like inner turmoil and determine exactly how you wish to respond. And today's bookworm, I've used the exact same book that I did in episode eight because there isn't a more relevant book to be able to put in here. And I think that highlighting this early on in the episode is really good because I want you to all go out and get this book and it's attached um, and it'll literally help you navigate each style to be able to come more aware, but also change, and also to be able to choose a partner that's suited to where you're currently at, and actually see them for the viability of the relationship rather than leading with your heart on or head only. So essentially having a secure partner. Allows you to be able to go from, say, anxious avoidant to be able to go into that secure place and flourish within yourself and your entire relationship just by them being able to hold a safe space, to be able to reassure you when needed. Uh, listen without judgment, have empathy without being dismissive. And I think that's really important here to note is that if you are anxious attached and you are with somebody that is secure, they will be able to hear you and communicate with you really effectively without you having to feel like you are always pulling them closer and they're always pushing your way. They'll be able to support you through that in a really beautiful way. And I think here it's been incredible as a personal reflection to be able to see that going from Nathan, for example, as – he is a very secure attached um, if anything a little bit avoidant and he was able to hold space for me in such a beautiful way that if I was ever anxious about anything he'd be like so like there's nothing to worry about there and calm me down without it turning into any sort of conflict or without there being any miscommunication into like in a toxic toxic abusive style relationship where I had to work incredibly hard to make sure that I'm always going inward to find my words to be okay to make conscious decisions of how I want to feel and not feel like I'm always walking on eggshells or rattled. So the key to this is creating as much distance between your attachment label and reality. And the space between this allows us to actually choose how we wish to respond and not just be like, oh, that's because I'm anxious attached and I'm going to follow through on that behavior, knowing that it's based on your nervous system and how it's actually wired to react in that certain way and that situation because you are conditioned to it instead of choosing the power of acting and thinking differently. So having that self-awareness and creating that space to be like, I know that right now my brain is telling me that this is happening. However, the reality is this, and I am going to choose to act in a different way because that's not the reality. So self-awareness in relationships to know what your personal attachment style is, but also to feel comfortable to discuss this in a healthy communication point. Um, And also I've mentioned recently in the dating episode, that it should be in those first few weeks of navigating getting to know somebody as to whether you guys can actually work out long term because if one partner is avoidant and one partner is anxious whilst it can work it may be a very hard rocky push-pull relationship and the anxious partner may need a lot of reassurance and the avoidant partner may run every time the anxious partner needs that reassurance. Versus a secure partner may simply state one sentence like, hey, babe, I just wanted to let you know that I'm heading into a big meeting for six hours and I won't have my phone to be able to reply. And a simple understanding that the anxious partner may freak out if they haven't heard back for six hours and wonder if they got hit by a car on the way to work or that they're not coming home or whatever that might be is the empathy and the understanding that will change the dynamic of the relationship to be able to offer that safe space, to be able to both flourish in the relationship and be able to have that personal growth and development together. And if somebody is avoidant and somebody is anxious, you will always find that it'll be that push-pull and a bit more rockier and a bit harder unless the communication, understanding and self-awareness is there. So understanding why you are wired in a certain way or act out or whatever it may be that you're noticing within your pattern will help you to be less defensive. And as you kind of own it of, yeah, I know that my mind automatically goes that perhaps he's cheating on me when I haven't heard from him for two days instead of he must be really busy with work, allows you to know your reality versus what your patterns or underlining traumas or wiring is and also knowing that hey I'm actually in a safe place to be able to communicate my needs in the relationship and determine what is reality versus what is a self-talk or a trauma response and what we find here with attachment systems is we're activated into this wiring really quickly And if we're in a position or a relationship or situation or friendship or whatever it may look like, that activates that where we have really good communication. We can actually turn around and just say, hey, I hope you're okay. Haven't heard from you for a couple of days. And it calms it all back down instead of automatically going into that spiral of they don't like me. I've done something wrong. I need to overgive people, please. And then it continues. So communicating your core needs without the shame. Because It makes sense as to why we retreat or revert back to certain behaviours and how you can actually change or alter this to better serve you within your relationships is huge. Now, before we move forward um, a little deeper in regards to today's topic, I wanted to throw a little shout out to our sponsor for today, which is of course, Happy Way. As you probably are aware, I've used Happy Way for many, many years now. Not only the protein powders do they taste absolutely incredible and, in my opinion the best on the market. they're also the highest quality ingredients. Safe for pregnancy, breastfeeding, and even to like add into your kids' smoothies and snacks. I would 100% not give my kids any other protein company, and I 100% stand by that and have for many, many years. The other thing that I have recently started using is their greens powder, which tastes So good, especially in comparison to the other ones on the market. It's like a tropical flavor and it tastes kind of just like a cordial drink. Nothing like a normal greens, but packed full of all of the quality ingredients. Now, they also have vegan options and a full supplementation range, as well as their new charge up line, which is so good for that 3pm pick me up. Especially if you don't like having pre-workout or caffeine in the afternoon, it allows you to still be able to fall asleep at night because it's all got natural ingredients rather than like artificial pickups. Now, if you're a new customer, you can use my code SG25 for 25% off, valid store-wide for 30 days. Okay, so now we have a little bit more background in regards to what attachment theory is or system activation. I wanted to get into the different types of attachments. Now we have four main attachment styles, which are secure, anxious, avoidant, anxious avoidant, and it's sometimes referred to as disorganized. And I want to break down each style here for you with the traits as well as like the common childhood experiences in which you may have experienced or felt, as well as common issues, feelings, or themes that you may experience within your relationships. So let's start with secure attachment. The only reason I want to start with secure attachment is because it's the easiest. And usually if you're a secure attached, you are consistent, reliable, trustworthy, There's very little drama when it comes to your love life. There's no yo-yos or roller coasters. And if you are a secure attached, it's likely that your emotional needs were met as a child. You felt safe, secure, loved. You knew that you could rely on getting your needs met without fear. And there's been so many studies that have actually shown and provided insight into this actually being a generic trait that has been passed down. So if you are a secure attachment style, you had a very yo-yo-free, reliable, trustworthy childhood. Now, a secure attached style will also provide like a buffering effect for those that do have an anxious attach or attachment um, activation. And what the studies have shown is that they're able to reduce the effects that you may experience in your relationship and therefore have an overall relationship happiness increase, which I thought was pretty cool because even as anxious avoidant, You may feel like perhaps there's no chance for you or whatever that may look like and a secure buffers that out. So that's why when we get into anxiously attached, it's really important that if you do um, associate with being anxiously attached that you do choose a secure partner. Now, a secure attachment style um, means that you are available, you encourage your partner's uh, self-worth, you don't interfere behind the scenes because when somebody does that, it usually takes away the other person's power or initiative. A secure attached are not attracted to activated nervous system responses. Um, So they're not usually drawn into that yo-yo relationship that keeps you guessing like an anxious attached might, or you're not waiting for the one or a fantasy person in your mind subconsciously. Um, You might not perhaps activate those cold feet style strategies like an avoidant might. So a secure attached can spot red flags and treat them like a deal breaker and um, they can be able to effectively communicate their needs and believe that there's many different potential partners that can make them happy as well as not take the blame for other people's behaviour and expect to be treated with love, dignity and respect. So within a secure attachment style, they're able to look at a person objectively and be able to think logically rather than let their heart take over and be like, no, no, even though I see all these red flags, I still want to be with them. They can be like, these are deal breakers. This is what I need um, I know that there's somebody else out there for me. You're not the only person that will ever make me happy. Um, they know not to take the blame for other people's behavior. And they also know that they're lovable. So that's huge, huge there when it comes to secure attached. Next, we have anxious attachment style. And firstly, you are only as troubled as as the relationship that you choose to be in and the object of love you choose to attach yourself with. I actually put this as a quote on the window for the boys this week because the object of love you choose to attach to and that is so important because the keyword there being choose we get to choose. We always have choices. Everything in life is a choice. And I talk about this often with our three, our three heart centres. So we have our logical, which is our brain, our heart, and then we have our gut. And if any one of those three are out, we always have to make sure that we're in alignment with each other. Now, as an anxious attached, you may spend your days thinking more about your partner than concentrating on any other things or your work may suffer. You may prioritise their needs above your own. You may only ever see the good qualities and block out like negative traits. You might not be able to be aware of their negative behaviours or patterns because you're so fixated on the good in them. You might place them on a pedestal, overestimate them and often underestimate yourself You might have a rush of anxiety that goes away when you're with them and you believe that like this is your only chance of ever finding true love, believing that like no one else could possibly let this relationship go because they might change and all couples have problems and you don't possibly want to risk leaving any chance that it might not work. So an anxiously attached has a very sensitive nervous system and it activates very quickly. So I wanna kind of like talk you through an example here of how this may look and feel to an anxious attached style. So let's say your partner hasn't replied to your text and one hour has passed and all of the possibilities in your mind start to whirl of can you see a potential sign of threat? So let's say possibly. So it activates the attachment system Of maybe he's angry with you. So then you go, okay, have I done something wrong? So, what you might do to seek out this is contact your partner and see if he's emotionally present. You might call. And if he's emotionally responsive or available and he answers the phone to let you know that, let's say he's left his phone in the car, then the nervous system deactivates and you go on with your day and life's great, it's fine because your nervous system has been deactivated and it's all fine and your attachment system is still there. However, if he doesn't answer and the distress increases, let's say it's now been five hours, the stories might start in your mind. You might start creating this false narrative that he's leaving you or let's say he's having an affair. You start going into that danger zone now of heightened emotions, which are called flooding, And you're in this anxiety riddled activation system in regards to your anxious wiring going haywell. And you're just like, I don't know what's happening. Now, this can go two ways. So either he never calls you and you break up and it reaffirms that you leave this situation believing that you will never find anyone like him ever again And then it like further compels you to seek closeness within relationships and activates that system trigger on and on. Or he calls you and explains that he's left his phone in the car and it deactivates your nervous response. And this may be a situation that you find yourself in over and over and over and over. And for many people that do have an anxious attachment style, they live out most of their relationships in that danger zone. So waiting for reassurance always heightened, emotionally drained, going through like the waves of emotionally cycling or activation. So like we started with the fact that you text and hadn't heard back, all the way through to that, oh my God, what's going to happen? So it starts off as a very small activation, but as an anxious attach, it's a very sensitive system to start with. All with one goal within the relationship, and this is what you will always push for, is that closeness within a relationship. So whilst you have anxious tendencies, they can be very hard to live with. Recognizing your patterns is like number one. So if that kind of resonated with you and like just because I use the example of a text message, you have to kind of use that as a very top line basis in regards to an example. So it could be anything. It could be you're out with your partner and you see him at the bar and you automatically see him talking to a girl and you're like, oh my God, he's going to cheat on me. So use that pattern to be able to see if that aligns with you. So if this does feel like it fits in regards to you, Recognising your patterns first and be able to actually have that self-awareness to be able to navigate it healthily and to be able to provide a safe, secure relationship to be able to flourish in rather than that push-pull dance if you do have an avoidant um, attached partner as well. So those with anxious tendencies may notice themselves excessively, potentially contacting their partner Um if they're wanting to be angry at their partner, they might withdraw. They might keep score or do like tit for tat. They may act hostile. They might try and make their partner feel jealous or use manipulation. And this is all coming down to that attempt to feel close and it creates anything but. And whilst they're not healthy traits, If you understand that you're an anxious attachment style and it's a system activation, you're able to better communicate that and choose your choices of what you're actually wanting to do within your relationship. Now, those that do have anxious attachment tendencies may have had inconsistent responsiveness in regards to their needs being met as a child. They might have had emotionally distant parents or perhaps they were separated from their caregiver or they had unreliable or unavailable caregivers. They might have been present sometimes or inconsistent of knowing whether the love and connection and warmth actually coming back. So they were often left feeling confused as a child. So always craving and wanting that connection and closeness. So the best possible thing that you could have for an anxious attached is a secure attached partner. However, studies have shown, which funnily enough, is that avoidant um, anxious anxious women are usually drawn to avoidant men, as it activates the nervous system in regards to what feels comfortable. So this is why we have to logically choose our compatibility within our partner. So if you align or feel yourself being like, oh my God, I'm an anxious attached, remembering that an avoidant partner is literally going to be a hard task for you to have that push-pull all the time. Now, the reason that an anxious shouldn't go for an avoidant is that an anxious will always crave that closeness and an avoidant needs distance. So you'll either emotionally or physically always have that push-pull and that'll activate your nervous cycle that you're programmed to actually feel as normal even if you're feeling confused, you feel like it's a normal pattern behaviour and that that's actually what deep connection feels like rather than it actually being a red flag or warning sign of an emotional roller coaster that's not love. It feels comfortable because that's all you know. An anxious will always be sensitive to any signs of rejection. And when an avoidant feels close, they automatically start to send mixed signals and that may feel like rejection, which in turn has the the anxious always pulling closer. Avoidants usually find it hard to communicate effectively um, as people pleasing and self-sacrificing their own needs to make sure that their partner is happy is a massive trait and quality in an anxious attached person. Anxious attached styles usually crave closeness, either physically or emotionally or needing to be reassured that they're loved and an avoidant prefers space, a lack of labels And that is why that is for them what deactivates their attachment system, which we'll get into in regards to avoidance in the next one. So, when an anxious meets a secure, they usually don't even realize that they literally have this like gold plated human design in front of them that is perfect for them because it actually doesn't activate their conditioned patterns. So, you may find yourself saying things like, there just isn't a spark, they're boring or like, mm, yeah, I, I don't know, because it doesn't activate what your conditioning deep subconsciously is. And usually secures don't beat around the bush and they don't wait around. So they'll leave when they feel like they're not getting their needs met, furthering the cycle for an anxious attached that no one will love them or stay long enough. And the take home, I think, here for anxiouses is that don't let emotionally unavailable people turn you on and it's very hard to do if you are an anxious attached because that is your normal wiring, your deep conditioning, it's your pattern, it feels comfortable for you. So as an anxious attached, making sure that you date a secure because as a secure, they want closeness and intimacy and they're comfortable with that so they won't push you away. As an anxious attached, you may be sensitive to signs of rejection and a secure is able to actually constantly reassure or make you feel that way through consistent actions. It doesn't have to, it would be very draining for somebody who is anxiously attached to be with a secure for a secure to have to constantly reassure. However, it's through the consistency of their actions because they know how to communicate not only with words, but body language and cues to make sure that you understand that your health is your top priority. Now a secure is stable and confident in who they are and they're able to commit and reassure you that you're in a loving committed relationship which deactivates all of that system activation. So a few points to note for an anxious is to remember that being needy or wanting to feel reassured is not necessarily a negative it's Your relationship system that requires you to feel a sense of commitment within your relationship to deactivate that system activation. Now, use this to your advantage and start seeing potential partners for their ability to meet your needs rather than just having your activation of your nervous system regulated. So, recognize and rule out avoidant prospects very early on and cut them out very quickly because if you don't, it's going to be that push-pull system and that'll feel comfortable but it definitely won't be for a great long-term relationship. They may – so some like really good warning signs in regards to if you are anxiously attached and you're seeing somebody that might be avoidant is they will send mixed signals. They may always talk about like the perfect relationship or the perfect one, disregard your emotional well-being, suggest maybe that you're overreacting, uh, ignores you or does things that might – Um, push you away or keep them at arm's length. Responds to your concerns with facts rather than how you're feeling. You might feel like your messages never land or like can never get your feelings across. So let's wrap up in regards to anxious avoidance here, anxious attached here, sorry. And I think the biggest final word here is Embrace attachment theory head on because this is your biggest and best relationship practice that you can possibly get into and will serve you beyond your mind's comprehension in regards to dating an avoidant versus a cure and change your behavior patterns if you haven't already gotten into this. I honestly believe that anxious attached systems work best when utilizing and making sure that you're actually following this. So regardless of avoidance or secures, anxious always get the best results when they're able to navigate what somebody else's attachment style is. All right, moving on to avoidant. Now, avoidant attachment style and the internal working model that kind of looks like for a lot of people is they may have been in a childhood or raised where a caregiver was more likely to be left brain, which is like task driven, their needs might not have been emotionally met. So they feel like they need to rely on themselves because no one else can have ever had their back. They may have experienced neglect or not had needs met either emotionally emotionally physically or perhaps their parents were very absent. They might be workaholics or they might have had depression or illness or alcohol abuse. They might have experienced the death of a parent or perhaps children that were abandoned. So that's usually an avoidant um, attachment childhood there. Avoidant attached is very scary to be able to have the self-awareness to heal because it actually requires you to go into deep vulnerability and all of the triggers that was such an emotional response that occurred in that initial trauma period in the imprint years in order for you to be able to show up as an adult is very hard to be able to go back on and to be able to co-regulate because even going into that for a second or feeling that pain for a minute, they can't even fathom ever putting themselves back into that dark place that they first remembered. Even if it was subconsciously in those imprint years, they will do absolutely everything to protect themselves in their deep subconscious from ever having to feel that pain of abandonment ever again. Now, whilst we want to acknowledge that pain from the emotion and acknowledging that they were neglected and knowing that it runs so deep into the subconscious and the patterns and that most avoidants are not even aware or conscious in regards to that wiring, we also want to be able to support to understand that without taking these small steps and practices that it's impossible to be able to make change um, and grow to be able to heal these patterns. Now, avoidance patterns are one of the hardest to work with because The trauma in the brain creates so much protection that the lack of awareness is a coping strategy to avoid ever having to feel that neglect and that's done very easily by placing walls up everywhere in regards to having that hyper-independence and that huge independent mindset and tendencies and we see these very, very traditionally with avoidance and it's in every single element. It might be looking like within the workplace relationships, friendships, um, even little things like making sure you live alone, shop alone, don't need any help. Um, Whether you're an avoider as a single or partnered, you may still feel most comfortable keeping people at a distance and maintaining your own independence. Um, Always having like an exit strategy or a backup plan, um, or perhaps you've been single for a really long time. So that's some of the avoidant patterns there. Now, an avoidant may feel like no one truly cares about me. I am better off looking after myself. I don't deserve um, to be loved. I'm better off if I just suppress my feelings and don't truly feel every emotion. I always need to achieve in order to be loved. The world owes me nothing or it would be better off without me in it. And it kind of leads to that self-sufficiency of needing to achieve based on external recognition and caring what other people think, achievements or striving to always be the best. Um, Avoidance often find it difficult to make close relationships because whilst they're wanting to stay connected and grow within a relationship, they find it difficult to open up and struggle to ask for help because they deep down feel like they're not worth it. And what we know with NLP and in our imprint years is that if our underlying and subconscious self-belief systems are always presenting, they'll always project out as adults. They may always yearn for approval. Um, they avoid upsetting or confrontational conversations. They just do not want to be involved in that. They don't invest much emotion emotion or emotional closeness within relationships. Um, they might even fantasize or deregulate during sex. They are more accepting and likely to engage in casual sex because with that avoidance strategy is, is that it's actually a subconscious underlying thing that in regards to avoiding with sex, it's too much vulnerability in regards to that. Pulling away when things are actually going well focusing on small imperfections within a partnership, pining for a phantom ex or always having this vision of someone being the one is a big one. Um, Avoidance often cling to the idea of romanticizing somebody that wasn't that amazing because it was the only way that they're able to avoid getting into a new relationship as an avoidance strategy. So if you feel like you identify with this attachment system the most, the ways that you can progress in a healthier way is to understand where your avoidant attachment actually stems from. Now, it may come from abandonment, it may come from disappointment or shame, blame, grief, loss, whatever that might be. So make sure that you understand rather than avoid or freeze or flight in a relationship or a conversation, that you're actually super present and stay in the moment. And the ways that avoidance usually cope is to distract and disengage or entirely um, avoid situations where they know they're going to be in vulnerable places. The other key thing here to remember is learning to notice what your deactivating strategies are. And to remind yourself that it is just a perception and you have a choice. And so dependency within a committed relationship, as long as you're making sure that it's not codependent, is actually a healthy way to be. And when you put your walls up and be hyper independent, learning to rely on your partner in very small ways will allow you to have that healthier connection again, we have the magic finding a secure partner who's able to be able to communicate with you and for you to be able to see that as not really them having a stab at you and not having for you to put your walls up. Make sure that you cut the phantom X dreaming. So idolizing anyone but particularly an ex is not helpful in any situation. Um, They're obviously not a viable option and it's simply a deactivating strategy for you to not get close to anybody new or potentially a suitable partner. Don't distract yourself by numbing. So usually people with avoidant tendencies numb with addiction and that could be common things like it could be exercise, it could be alcohol, it could be gambling, it could be porn, it could be casual sex, and they're all different. It might be your phone, it might be Instagram, it might be whatever it might be. They're all avoidance strategies. Instead of embracing and understanding that deep feeling, don't avoid it and actually sit in the emotion and allow yourself to go through it. Then we move on to the disorganized or anxious avoidant. And this is a combination of both anxious and avoidant. And this is where the push-pull roller coaster kind of occurs. With these different attachment styles, it is so hard for you to be able to actually self-reflect and have the self-awareness of knowing what your attachment style is. So, if the above examples didn't give you enough clarity in regards to the different attachment styles, we have like a really in-depth quiz on the Flourish and Fulfilled course. But also, um, what we'll do is we'll do like a printout or something for today's episode and put it into the Facebook group as well um, to give you a bit more self-awareness of your own patterns and reflections and behaviours so that you're able to have that self-growth too. Um. The good thing here with self-awareness is that when we start to journal, we can actually see our patterns and our behaviors in a really clear light. And it allows us to let go of the ego that kind of comes in and steps in. And um, if you're struggling to see your own patterns, you can potentially reach out to past partners or hire a relationship coach or psychologist or allow yourself to really go deep and get to know yourself a bit better without that shame as well. Because I think within attachment theory and attachment styles is that a lot of people, especially listening to this, they may feel like they are like, oh my God, I'm so screwed up. This is what I do. I don't know where to even begin. So the first step here is to actually acknowledge what your attachment style is to be able to make that space and change the way you're acting. Um, Now, if your goal is to attract a secure attachment style, how will you work out what somebody else's attachment style is? So, this is a big, big question here because the goal here is to have somebody with a secure attachment style. But if we're not able to be self aware enough to see what our attachment style is, how are we ever able to see what somebody else's is, if that even makes sense? And again, we do have the in depth quiz in regards to this, but I want to give you just a couple of overview questions in regards to working out what somebody else's attachment style is. So, I'm going to run through these questions now. Um, I won't pause in between, but you might just want to go back and listen to these at some point. So remember not to higher dream or lower dream your partner, but focus on the facts and the reality. So do they send you mixed signals? Do they value independence highly? Do they devalue you? Do they use distancing strategies either emotionally or physically? Do they emphasize boundaries in your relationship? Do they have unrealistic romantic views of how the relationship should be? Is there mistrust? Are there rigid rules in regards to the relationship? During a disagreement, do they need to run away or explode? Do you feel that their intentions are not clear? Are they reliable and consistent? Do they make decisions with you? Do they have a flexible view of relationships and compromise? Are they afraid of commitment and dependency? Do they believe that closeness creates closeness? Do they introduce you to family and friends early on? Do they express their insecurities without fears or feelings of rejection? Are they happy alone? Do they play games? Do they have difficulty explaining what is bothering them? Do they act out instead of turning towards? Do you often worry that they will be unfaithful without due reason? Now remember to look for compatibility in the dating phase and be aware of any red flags for your own attachment and realize that whilst an anxious avoidant may work out, it will require a lot more work and compromise to ensure that both emotional needs are met. And often, this is the worst clash for a partner mix um, as it activates the attachment system and it turns into a roller coaster relationship. So, with that, avoidant attachment styles tend to end more frequently. Secure attachment styles usually don't date many partners as they're happy to settle with one fairly easily. Avoidants don't usually date each other as they both literally just like run as soon as there's any sign of commitment. And so how do you actually break through regardless of what your attachment style or wiring is or work towards having a secure attachment style? So after studying like with the Gottman Institute, there's quite a few beautiful things that you're able to do to be able to work on building a secure attachment um, not only that though, but like a flourishing relationship. And between the two key pillars of trust and commitment, you have a few other essentials for a a secure relationship. The first one is obviously communication. The biggest take home here is that the couples who set aside time daily to be able to have that daily connection and be able to actually talk, have the best response. And a really key thing that I always, I, I just love this so much, but is that a gentle startup, and gentle startup is literally like the term that the Gottman Institute use as one of their big modules. And it's essentially not coming into an argument heated or not in the heat of the moment, turning around and being like, you did this, blah, 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 and starting off really angrily. Instead, planning ahead and scheduling ahead to have a chat about something and making sure that you're always speaking from your heart with I feel assumptions, um, I feel statements instead of assumptions. So clear communication is always kind communication. The next one is to create shared meaning. So building a sense of purpose in regards to the future and the relationship goals, Uh, always working towards helping each other, Managing conflict by accepting your partner's influence, discussing your problems and being able to practice out some of these self-soothing techniques as well, understanding what your attachment style is making sure that you turn towards instead of away. So don't withdraw from your relationship and if you have a problem always turning towards your partner for reassurance rather than the independence but also as well as that tit for tat or making them jealous. So always turn towards instead of away. Creating that shared fondness and admiration for each other building out a love map in regards to how that daily ritual in relation to your attachment system works. So an example is that if your partner is anxious and you're a secure, you might want to wish, you might want to spend like the 30 minutes before bed talking through their day just to settle their nervous system, which might actually help them feel so much more secure within the relationship, however that actually looks for you. As you can probably tell, I can talk about attachment theory until the cows come home and there's so much information and knowledge and I'm not sure whether today's episode actually broke it down clearly enough. So if we want to continue this conversation, I will be in the Flourish and Fulfilled Facebook group uh, all week discussing this. And I really want you guys to dig really deep in regards to this. And I'm going to put heaps and heaps of like quizzes as well as downloads in the Facebook group this week. And I think it's so, so, so important. So it might be a big one to absorb. You might want to re-listen to it with a pen and paper and work out what your attachment system is. Um, And I'd really love it if you guys posted into the Facebook group in regards to what your attachment system is, as well as what your partner's is and how you've found that um, for you. And, yeah, I think it'll be really, really, really powerful once you uncover that. So as I mentioned earlier in this episode – This week's bookworm, I feel, is only fitting to put Attached by Dr. Emile Levine and Rachel Heller, Um, and I think that you should all definitely go and grab a copy of it, and there's so many great take-home messages from that, but yeah, I'll try my hardest to put a lot of things in regards to this in the Facebook group too. I also thought it was fitting to do a second bookworm this week, given that I had already previously done The Attached in episode eight, I believe it was. And this week's book is How to Fail um, and it's by Elizabeth Day and it's such a good book. I am I read this in a day because I loved it so much and it was so easy to read and I think a lot of you will be able to um, get a lot out of that as well. So as mentioned, you can jump into the closed Facebook group which is Flourish and Fulfilled or the Instagram which is Flourish and Fulfilled to continue the conversation or you can simply call up our listeners hotline which is 0756. 496851, and I will speak to you all next week.